Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Right now it's minus 10. Feels more like minus 17 degrees. I'm Lewis Butko. News next at 1 o'clock. The one and only Jim Fannin Show starts now on News Talk 610 CKTV. is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. I should have burned Berlin down, and now the drugs are slowly wearing off, and your smile looks Live from 12 Yates Street. I give you freedom, you on a beautiful sunny day in downtown St. Catharines, March 16th. March 16th, happy birthday to my baby brother. Where he is. My little baby bugger, Billy. Happy birthday, brother. And an early happy St. Patty's Day to you. Love the Irish. This is the Jim Fannin Show every Sunday here at noon. Look for more local live programming. Out of the management here at 610 CKTB, Lee Sterry, new show on Saturdays, 10 to 1. Got the province coming up at 1 o'clock, Ice Dogs at 1.30, and the booth with me today, Mayor McMullen. We'll take your calls, answer some questions. 905-688-2582 are your digits, one 610 ckTB Pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network, or you can text straight into the booth. 61010 is the text. JimFannon at gmail.com. You can use that. Listen to us online. Check out the podcast, 610CKTB.com. Tradition we've started here over the last several months. Live local rock stars playing Sub-average bumper music. I say that only because Jesse Reed joins us today. He'll put a couple songs together and then complain about his carpal tunnel after. He's got a gig tonight, 5 o'clock, that a really interesting new online radio station to promote only Niagara acts. We talked about it a little bit uh, last week with Aaron Berger with the Blue Stars were in. Nathaniel, MJ, and Aaron Berger played live last week. Did a nice job. They're in the middle of a 30-hour, 24-band online music marathon. So you can actually stream it on YouTube, rockourtown.com. Only Niagara Connected Acts. So I believe if you've got somebody in your band that's got a Niagara Connection... They will promote your music, and this uh, online radio station's really cool, rockourtown.com. So Jesse Reed will play some bumper music. We're running until 1 o'clock tonight. Then you'll listen to Hudak for half an hour. And then the Ice Dogs, the last game in the Jack, well, last regular season game in the Jack is today. And they made the playoffs. Getting the seventh spot, I believe, coming in. 
Lots happening downtown. Doug Mundy, check this guy out, talking about local music. Doug Mundy is playing the Mate Cafe today at 3 p.m. It's Jazz Trio. They're doing a little recording as well down there. Local music abounds. Speaking of which, you want to be here next week. Fans of Theater Crisp. Check these guys out on YouTube. Another local band, David Cox, is a Canadian tap-dancing witch and champion. Dances along with his tap shoes on that acoustic board that he pounds on. They're in studio next week playing live. That's the 23rd. Live local music here on the Jim Fannin Show coming up next. Going to come back with our live musical bumper from Jesse Reed, and then we've got a half an hour with Mary McMullen right here on the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTB. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. By the scruff of your neck, hung upside down, I heard they check. Your vitals, your eyes, count your fingers and toes. If you're ugly or not, that's how it goes. Then they send you on home with amateur care. You wail and smile and they'll hold you there. Smile right back at your angry little face. Too young yet to fall from grace. It takes a little time to just stand up. To get a little wine out of that cup. It takes a few years to know your place. Too young yet to fall from grace. Welcome back. I am Jim Fan, and that is the great Jesse T. Reed. Check him out on YouTube. He's got his own website, too. What, get the folk out of here or something? Folk you up? Jesse T. Reed will be on at 1245. We'll do a short interview with him before he takes the stage at Rock Art Town and Niagara Music Marathon. And joining me today in the booth is... The city of St. Catharines, Mayor Brian McMullen. Brian, thanks for the time. I know this is traditionally your day off or what you'd like it to be. <laughs> My pleasure. How Jim. much work do you actually yeah. do on Sundays? Well, there, I'm, I'm usually show up at City Hall for a part of the day, but uh, and there's often a few events on, which are, are, are fun to attend. But uh, no, it's great to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity, Jim. Oh, my, uh, my, it's uh, my pleasure. You were my second guest when I started this. Yeah. scrub show uh, back last July and uh, kind of worked my way in from a belligerent caller on Tommy's show into somehow right. a show host, as you well know. Well, you've so, done a great job with it, Jim. I appreciate that. Now, you were my second guest. Rick was my first. Rick Dykstra, obviously. Mm-hmm. I l- went back and mistakenly listened to that show. I sound like Hal. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, er, you were my second guest. I, I haven't listened to that show, and I didn't listen to much of Rick's because it was too painful, but uh, I do appreciate you making time to come in, and especially you know, second show. I'm like, hey, Brian. You're like, yeah, I'll be yeah. there. So I appreciate no, your accessibility. I, I'm happy to, no problem. <laughs> Haven't asked you to be on since uh, we were last on the show. Um, maybe we were on when I covered for Tommy, I guess. But the burning question, obviously, mm-hmm. you got to know this is the first one coming. Are you running? 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, what I've been saying to everybody, Jim, and I'll say the same to you is uh, I don't you know, want the same well, answer you get to everyone else. <laughs> well, sorry, but uh, but kind of focusing a big announcement this past week, as you know, maybe we'll touch on it later. But it, it was Shakluna or is Shakluna uh, something I've worked on for six and a half years with a lot of people, a lot of cooperation from a lot of people. But that was really important for for the city to get that done. Um, and made the announcement with Minister Bradley on Wednesday. So now I can start focusing on uh, on what my political future is. I've really been focused on doing the job as mayor and working with council. We just got through budget a few weeks ago, so hmm, there's been a lot nightmare. going on. But uh, but I'll give that some attention in the next few weeks. Now, I appreciate that answer, and that's a very political answer, and there's no office that's more political than the mayor. And we'll get into what do you like about <laughs> politics later. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mind, you know what you're doing. Uh, and I just wonder... I no, I mean, I know, I, in my mind, you know what you're doing as far as your re-election campaign goes. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just me, yeah. and you probably heard this is a small town, i got a big mouth. You know, I always said, <laughs> no comment, Brian's got, a, you know, he's got a very complete checklist. Yeah. You know, you had some priorities when you came in as mm-hmm. mayor, and so publicly I'm saying, well, if your checklist is done, mm-hmm. you either got to invent a whole new checklist, but after two terms, you know... I. I say mission accomplished. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. and you get you know you get your job in the private sector, mm-hmm. or you right. you know uh, I don't know, but uh, an- answer me this question then if if you're just going to give me the same political answer that you've given <laughs> everyone else is I'm not going to tell you yet. Right. I mean, first you said January, and it was fe- now it's March, and then so, but let me ask you what what is it? Why ex- extend the decision making out if you if you know or you haven't decided? I, I don't believe you haven't decided, mm-hmm. but this has got to be. That's going to be stressful from you from the standpoint that all everyone's doing is chirping all over town. While well, he's been to China, he's obviously looking for work, or he's he wants Bradley's job, or just ridiculous China, but... <laughs> rumor spreading <laughs> right. that really is, you don't have to. And that's a, that's got to take a personal toll on you a little bit because no one likes it. Even when they're saying good things, you're like you're talking about me. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder why you why you put yourself in that position of, of waiting. What it mm-hmm. like because it does put you on the hot seat. Well, I guess I guess it does, Jim. But but as you said, the job sort of is always on the hot seat. But it's a job I love. I love our community. You know, you're very involved in the community as mayor, and certainly I have been. Um, so I've really been focused on doing the job as, as mayor. I mean, the budget was a was a huge. Uh, uh, you know, it takes a fair amount of energy and time. Uh, a, a few announcements: Shakluna, obviously, making sure the spectator facility, the new Meridian Center, as it's called, is coming along. We've got the, the Performing Arts Center, the Brock School downtown. We've got an awful lot on our plate, probably more than any other council's ever had, and staff obviously working very hard. So I've been pretty focused on doing that, and and. and and I, I put those things first before before myself because I have a bit of time on that. I, I'm giving it some thought. I'm going to give it some more thought, and I'll make a decision and make an announcement. I guess more important, as you're pointing out, make an announcement. But um, you know, I've had I've got people that I also listen to, people I respect in the community. They're saying, Brian, in their opinion, you've done a good job. You don't need to rush it either. And mm-hmm. so I've been listening to that sort of counsel. And uh, but you know, I'm not going to wait forever. And uh, and uh, so that that time as to making that decision and making that announcement is, is sooner rather than later. I'll, I'll say that for sure. Now, tell me what is it about the job that draws you? I mean, there could be a number of things. It's a powerful position, obviously. This is, uh, you know, the mayor of the biggest city in Niagara. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, many responsibilities, not only uh, mayor, but your well, position at the region, mm-hmm. your party city right. council, right. all kinds of other things off the grid as far as ceremonial um, what is it that draws you? Is it the, well, I don't think it's the celebrity. You don't seem like that no, type of no, personality. No. I mean, it does pay pretty well, but most people don't want to be mayor for the money. Right. I mean, because no. you are on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. So what is the, what is the draw for you? What, what is the main thing that got you to decide and then stay as mm-hmm. mayor? 
it, it's that's a great question, Jim, because it, it it's been it's been a continuum for me. Back to I guess the the fact that I was formerly a city councilor, which I, I representing Grantham Ward, which I thoroughly enjoyed, is is I got to a point in my life, and I, I came from the private sector, as you know, where I thought things could be better. And, and so rather than sit back and, and, and sort of maybe gripe or comment on it in, in terms of a, an armchair quarterback, I had been on city council, but I thought the job where you can most affect change in our community, as much as we appreciate the work of Rick Dykstra and Jim Bradley and, and so many others, is, is as mayor. And you're the CEO of the city. Uh, if you can you know, get seven votes, I call it, you need seven votes on any Monday night. Mm-hmm. But if you can uh, obtain the, the votes you need to, to pass important pieces of legislation, if you can work cooperatively and collaboratively with staff, which I believe I have, you can get a lot done. And I believe, and it's a collective effort, and I've said that, and I'll keep saying it. But if you look at the past eight years, I think we can point to that as you said, a checklist, pretty much everything on that checklist, and you're pretty informed, Jim, has is, is been accomplished. That's not by happen chance. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort by a lot of people. But I'm part of that, and I, and I feel very proud of that. And it's a great community. I love, actually, it may sound a rote, but I, I actually love the city. And what I have learned a lot is um, being involved. We've got a lot of decent people out there, people that you and I may not know their name, or I've got to meet them through the uh, the office of mayor. But it's a great community. It's really a great community because of the people of the city, and uh, and it's been a privilege to serve them. And I've been quick to give you props. I think, uh, you know, I was a bigger fan maybe in the beginning. I know I've said this to you as a neophyte. You know, Mm -hmm. you're new, you're fresh, you don't have the puppet master political skills as you do as you a couple terms in. And I think you've used them smartly to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Uh, But talk to me, and and I've given you props. You know, downtown St. Catharines is not solely on the back of the mayor. Uh, You know, we've got a number of different agencies and councils and Mm -hmm. things that have contributed to the health of it now, I think, compared to what it was five years ago when Agreed. I was taking a, a physical survey down there, a 50% vacancy rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you, you're hard-pressed to find a vacant building downtown. Correct. Margie Spence is investing money. She's moving yep. a commercial real estate down there. We've mm-hmm. got multiple residential programs that you've uh, announced and probably will be announcing before your terms up even. Correct. Correct. Uh, you know, two huge infrastructure keys. Mm-hmm. So Outside of that, we know what you've done, and I've been quick to give you props for that. Mm-hmm. What do you think you've brought to the political environment or the political process that's been a positive contribution as mayor or as a regional councillor or, you know, um, to the city of St. Catharines Council Chambers? Mm-hmm. Can you point to anything that you're proud of that you brought before that changes the environment, which is up and down sometimes? I mean, it's easy for mm-hmm. the public to sit here and go, oh, there's right. too many politicians. They get too much money. They don't speak for the people. But mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if, uh, you know... I, put you on the spot a little bit about something that you've brought to the political environment or structure that you're proud of. Uh, two things that quickly come to mind, Jim. One I'm, I'm very proud of is I've had an open-door policy as mayor. Uh, you know, literally anyone in this city, if they call my office to, to see me, to see the mayor, uh, as it's called, um, to use that phrase, they'll see me. And, and I'm very proud of that. I don't. doesn't matter you know, who they are in terms of uh, an individual, uh, I'm happy to see them and try to help them. So I brought, I think, that open-door policy. And, and I've had people say that. We've heard if we call, we will get to see you Well, personally. I mean, if I can get lunch with the mayor, yeah. I think just about anybody can. Well, well. I mean, and you've taken my lunch date over the last <laughs> well, couple terms and, and, and at least three to. times. Yeah, right. You know, and I've got I, I I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Not downstairs at the Mermaid where everyone gets a PC. <laughs> it's a closed-door closed session right. upstairs at the club where right. no one can get a PC except a me. Private, so right. I appreciate that. Uh, and I don't think I'm anyone special, so yeah. I do appreciate Appreciate that. What no. your second point? There's that, and then the other point is is I think a civility at council. Um, you know, you are you know call it quarter.
quarterback, uh, your head of council, uh, team leader, and and I think I've brought a civility to uh, to the council chambers, both for the public and for uh, for council. We've been able to get a lot done. I mean, it's been unique. Eleven of the thirteen members of council are the same from the previous term. I think that's a, a, a vote of support in terms of what we were able to accomplish. But uh, we work well with staff. Many people say we have the best senior management team ever in the history of the city. Along with council, the mayor has a role in building that team. So it's that professionalism and civility at City Hall that I think has been important. And working, quite frankly, with our, our local members, both provincially and federally, we've got a lot done. Working with Rick Dykstra and Jim Bradley, I'm proud of that. And that was a collaborative effort on some of the funding, as you know, Jim. That doesn't happen by sort of by happen chance, to use that phrase. It takes a lot of work, a lot of cooperation. And again, as you sort of pointed out earlier, we have the results to show for it. Now, you spe- you're speaking also about some returning council members, and we have yet to find out who's rerunning. We've had uh, some people say they're uh, in or they're out. Jeff Birch, obviously, you know, like yourself, very political. Peter Secord, not so political. He's already in. Um, but talk to me about, uh, does term limits ever come up? Is that something you consider at the region for chair, for, I mean, crying out loud, we've got some, some local business councils here where guys have been on the board for decades and i don't know if you know the experience might be good too much fresh blood maybe not a good thing either but have you ever considered term limits or is that something that happens much at the municipal level i I think i mean it would have to be imposed by the province obviously jim so really we could talk about it locally but we really can't affect the change um so i think if you have term limits they're self-imposed and and I, i have a philosophy around that i think you can um hold public office too long in any position not just uh locally but federally and provincially as well that's a personal belief, but ultimately uh, those uh, changes in terms of legislation would have to be made uh, provincially. Mayor McMullen is my guest. Jesse Reed's playing live bumper music on the way back. We will take your calls. A couple callers on the phone right now. We will get to your calls after this break with Mayor McMullen right here on 610 CKTB. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 610-10. She could swear, she could scream, she could scuffle and fight, she could out-drink the boys on Saturday night. She can whistle with her fingers inside of her mouth Hold my hand from the floor while I sleep on the couch She can wink, she can stare, she can stop your heart cold She can make you feel young and then make you feel old But it don't make no difference which one you see Welcome back. I am Jim Fenn, and that is the great Jesse T. Reed. Have him at next segment, 1245, talking about Rock Our Town website. And an Agri Music Marathon in the booth with me today. The City of St. Catharines. Mayor McMullen, Brian McMullen is with me again. Thank you very much for the time, Brian. We're going to go to a caller. Joe in St. Catharines, you're on with the Mayor of St. Catharines. Go. Good day to you, sir. Good day, my friend. Good day, my Mayor. It's Uh, Joe Pizzatti. Hey, Joe. I know you, Joe. How are you doing? 
Hi, sir. Good. May I have 30 seconds? You got all the time you want, Joe. Shoot. With the Winter Olympics upon us, where athletes jump and skate, with my November prediction, our mayor is at the gate. I judged his deeds, and not by words. Results are what I've seen. His dream did not take him anywhere. It's where he took his dream. With power from his landslide win, our future is his prize. I see our city's new dedicated horizon conquering St. Catherine's skies. With his wide-eyed smile at the podium, he thanks his public among others. And for his close, my words I chose, the biggest stride we'll ever take is toward each other. Nice. Joe, well nice, done. Joe, tough to follow Where that. did that wow. come from, Joe? Well, I, I write, sir. I write poetry. Yeah. So well, how, you, how long have you been working on this? Uh, four hours. Wow. Wow. Well, thanks for the contribution. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Do you have a question to Mayor McMullen? Uh... No, sir. I'm just waiting for him to win the election by 10,000 votes. <laughs> Thanks so much, Joe. And uh, I remember being in your uh, at your place when you did my first signs, and uh, it meant a lot to me. But I tell you, I wouldn't mind if I could put a, a shameless plug in. If you could ever get me a copy of that, I would be honored to uh, to have it. But I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Oh, sorry, Joe. Thank you very much for taking the time to call and with your contribution to the show. That's awesome. Uh, Brian, talk to me a little bit about uh, zero-based budgeting. It sounds like this pie-in-the-sky kind of thing. You know, you're not getting the the budget that you had last year. You have to account for every line going forward. Now, I'm not sure if we've brought that in municipally or you can do it department by department. sounds like a big job just to do it citywide right off the bat but talk talk to me a little bit about the idea of zero-based budgeting the the, the concept jim is as you pointed out is you you start from scratch that you don't assume anything you 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 review every program you review every expenditure and we did bring that in starting in the first term it takes a few years to implement but if you talk to to shelly chemnitz our our, uh, director of financial management and our treasurer that's what they do internally so it is a practice we brought in under under colin briggs as well as the uh, as a cao um how many departments were you actually able to convert we've we've finally done them all where where basically um they start working on the budget we start as a council in december they start staff as in they uh, start in in august september okay. and so what the uh the mission is to direct every department head to say look at don't assume anything um it, you know start from scratch look at all of your line uh, by line items all of your expenditures and justify it make sure that not just adding one or two percent for inflation but is that expenditure necessary is it right should it be 10 percent higher should it be 15 percent higher the snow budget would be a good example this year Adding inflation isn't going to cut it this year, uh, but other years it's it's uh, it's more than you need, and and so it's a matter of going through line by line, and that discipline's been brought into the budget system. The fact that we're adding all these new amenities, all these new facilities, and keeping it basically at the rate of inflation for the past eight years, uh, I think that's impressive. And again, it's a team effort. It's it's a lot of work by staff, quite frankly, as I said, and uh, we're building a new capacity, funding a performing arts center, funding a spectator facility, the Meridian Center, um, with uh, the same kind of tax increases or less than the last, the previous 10 years, in other words. So that's not just by happen chance. As I said earlier, it's been a lot of effort and a lot of good planning and zero-based budgeting has been part of that. Now, what was our contribution city municipally for the Performing Arts Center? Uh, we're on that one. It's a third, a third federal, a third provincial, a third municipal. Okay. And uh, talk to me a little bit about the way the taxes are going to hit us. I don't understand everything. I hear debentures thrown around. So I understand that, you know, we didn't pay for the Puck Palace. I hate that term. Right. The Meridian's 
Science Center right. and the Performing Arts Center, just bang, boom, it doesn't go on our, our taxes all at once. Uh, I know other communities have kind of, I think Windsor is an example, so they build up the reserves and then they pay for it in cash. Right. Talk to me a little bit about the tax burden that is facing us in the next couple budgets mm-hmm. and how that might affect us. I know we've gone to the hydro dividends right. uh, here and there. It's kind of like borrowing from your own uh, income type of thing as far as uh, keeping taxes lower. We, right. would, we would have had to raise taxes without going to the dividend there. Mm-hmm. That might not be available at all. Obviously, we got Chick Luna coming on. But right. talk to me about the next couple terms, maybe, as far as the, the benchers that will come in for the new spectator facility, the Meridian Center, and the Performing Arts Center, and how that might affect us locally on our taxes. Well, well basically, Jim, uh, that, you know, two things. Um, you plan for that, so we have a, we have to do a 10-year projection of capital expenditures and the impact on the budget. That's done every year, so it's a rolling 10-year average. Um, it's been factored in, so we call it building capacity. We've built capacity already for the spectator facility and for the Performing Arts Center. Some of that is in the budget last year a little bit and more this year so that you don't get the big hit as you're pointing out in one year and um and so by and large i mean we all know this is actually the lowest uh borrowing cost ever in the history not of just the city but of the region of of ontario in terms of borrowing for major capital expenditures it's the best rate we've ever gotten in in since you've been tracking these rates which is about 75 years so if you're buying a house not too many people pay cash for a house it's the same concept mm-hmm. um especially with your background jim you'd appreciate that you know i i don't know maybe people do i'm fortunate if they can but nobody that i know uh has paid cash for a house uh, or a building if it's a commercial building uh or a factory and um and so it's prudent to borrow for an asset. We're not borrowing to uh, to go into debt in the sense that it's backed by an asset, one that is good value for the community, and we'll pay that off over a period of time. Usually it's a 20- or 30-year debenture, and once that's paid off, the facility's debt-free. Both the Performing Arts Centre and the uh, the new Meridian Centre will serve this community likely for 75 to 100 years. Uh, there's good value there, and we're confident of that, and we're just making sure we approach it in a very business-like fashion. How do you balance the debt repayment with, you know, keeping taxes low? Obviously, a heavy uh, senior community here, you know, we constantly hear well, another announcement mm-hmm. the other day, natural gas prices going up. Well, the station mm-hmm. was saying almost doubling. You know, I, get, I think that's, you know, 40% increase is, is, is crazy, uh, and not that it, you know, it, Things go up and down. We don't right. give the bank uh, a lot of props when our interest rates are low, and that's why you're borrowing money. Mm-hmm. But tell me how you balance, and do you think uh, we're on the right track as far as debt repayment versus keeping taxes low, and how do you balance that? We, like, we, are, we got some no. serious debt repayment uh, uh, priorities for set sure. for the future, and that, that's going to hurt us in the pocketbook no, in the end. It's a great question, Jim, and actually it's, it's manageable. We're still uh, under the 10% mark. Uh, the province allows 25% in terms of uh, of total uh, debt to sort of equity, and uh, we're only at 10%, and we don't project going above that. But to your point, you mentioned Shakluna, a way to generate revenue that's not on the back of the taxpayer that would generate profits for the city for literally decades to come. Very exciting project that we've worked very hard at. But in terms of also balancing, we've come up with this uh, budget committee under Councillor Birch has brought forward recommendations for $2 million per year savings starting next year under our new CAO, Dan Carnegie. So we're actually already planning for the future uh, to be responsible in terms of the taxpayer and limit the impact. And I think we've done that. When you talk $2 million a year, you're talking about 1.5%, and that's 
each and every year we're talking about savings for the city through attrition and through changes in uh, in how we provide some of our services. So we're already looking two and three years ahead, which again is just good business. And I think the taxpayer will be pleased with the results in the long term. And I mentioned Shakluna again, a um, couple million dollars a year profit uh, from now till as long as you and I will be around. Mm. That also offsets uh, any potential future tax increases. Do you think there's going to be a springtime budget? Or, sorry, an election. Yep. Do you think um, the, the NDP will pull the, yeah, <laughs> pull the plug on this provincial government? Who knows, Jim, but, but I'm, I'm thinking not. Meaning probably a month ago I would have given yep. it higher odds. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Liberals and NDP, I mean, the polls show it's a three-way race. It's virtually uh, a dead heat between all three parties, so there's not a lot of motivation there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I won't be surprised if Liberals and NDP come together on the budget uh, to allow this parliament to move forward, and uh, uh, we'll all wait to see. But but I'm not betting on it right now. Your take on what I think is the most important piece to the puzzle right now, moving forward, getting our taxes down for real estate values, which St. Catharines, one of the better values mm-hmm. uh, or prices, should I say, in the Niagara region. Obviously, you go mm-hmm. closer to Fort Erie, the prices aren't as as rich. So if we use St. Catharines as a market, uh, probably real estate values for me, go train. I mean, I think that's yeah. the biggest missing piece to the puzzle, or missing puzzle to the piece, I'm not sure, uh, that that we need here. I mean, Bradley, God rest, uh, God bless him, he's just, you know, he he was Minister of Transportation at one point and and couldn't get it done. What do you, do you see that as the the big piece to the puzzle that I see it as? And, And if so... What the hell have we been doing all this time, talking about it and not getting anything done? Well, actually, we're getting something done, Jim, but it's a great question because literally this week I chaired a meeting at City Hall involving uh, five municipalities, five mayors, uh, five CAOs. Uh, we've uh, using some uh, support from a private sector firm in terms of some of the uh, logistics, and and the uh, regional chair was there, uh, Chair Burroughs. Uh, we're working hard on Go Rail, what's called Go Rail Commuter Service. I will put a plug in for Bradley in the sense that a precursor to the rail is the bus, and the bus Go uh, bus mm-hmm. was brought in under Jim Bradley, meaning when he was Minister of Transportation. Okay. So uh, both for Grimsby, St. Catharines, and Niagara Falls. But you're right, for me right now, and I've been hitting it hard. Uh, Go Rail commuter service is uh, is a top priority, probably number one. And uh, again, I just chaired a meeting this week at City Hall. We're uh, going to all three parties, uh, saying uh, we want to know their position, we want to know the leader's position, and whenever there's an election, we know it's likely probably in the next six to twelve months. Um, then uh, I expect to have some answers on that, and we're looking for a yes. It may be a, a year or two or three years out, but we know, as you said, Jim, the private sector will follow if they announce it's coming. I'll pick in uh, in two years' time. We'll see. Um, a lot of new investment in St. Catharines and the Niagara region will benefit all of Niagara. And I don't think uh, no is an acceptable answer. We just have to find a way to get it done. Just on the way out, I know this is a, not a simple question. We've got some great infrastructure happening now. It'll be completed soon. Uh, we've yep. seen some life downtown, mm-hmm. but you know, it's uh, arenas and performing arts centers don't save broken downtowns. Mm-hmm. So what do we do moving forward to sustain a little bit of success down there? I mean, even, even now, I don't see the mansion house or local bars packed after ice dogs games people are leaving downtown they're getting out of there performing our center probably the same thing so now that we've got these key pieces of infrastructure how do we sustain the health of downtown moving forward yeah well you pointed out jim downtowns have changed in, in terms of the retail environment so it's specialty shops it's, it's restaurants it's some of the administration uh, that we have downtown private sector uh, commercial buildings etc along with city hall and and uh, and, and the police um, 
But I think you'll find the type of entertainment change. Two things. Brock has been a successful performing arts center at Brock, but you park in the parking lot, you walk in, pick in a cold winter's night, and you walk back to your car. It'll be a different environment having it downtown in conjunction with the uh, the Maryland I. Walker School. But the spectator facility, Meridian Center, as we're calling it, is a, a very generous donation by uh, by Meridian. Indeed. Um, It'll be not just Ice Dogs game. There'll be a lot of, I mean, I'll throw a name out there. One of the names I know that we've talked about locally in terms of well, who they're speaking to is the Dixie Chicks. You bring a Mice group, on the Hurricane, did you say? You, yeah. Dixie Chicks, <laughs> who's that? Dixie Chicks. I'm some American political idea. weirdos. It might be um, uh, green, but but uh, you'll get some big names. And with that will come people that want to come well, out for dinner right. yeah. uh, beforehand, want to stay after the show, let the traffic dissipate. Again, the key is where we're building those facilities. You have to get out of your car for five or ten minutes. Uh, it's what you do in Toronto, it's what you do in other major cities. It's the environment we're creating here in, in, in downtown St. Catharines in the Niagara region, and I'm uh, I'm confident it will work. Brian, I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Thank Jim. You, sir. My pleasure. That is Mary McMullen. Generous enough to come in on his day off, which should be his day off anyways. It's twice now. <laughs> Jesse Reed's going to come in, talk to us a little bit about rock, our town, and the 30-hour, 24-band music marathon that's going on right now, live on YouTube. More with Jesse Reed right here on the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTV. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582. 1-877-610-2582 or text us at Happy St. Paddy's Day, an early happy St. Paddy's Day to you. David Jones is running the board, not well, but he is doing a half-decent job. Hey, I'm an eighth Irish. Oh, the, anytime we get him into the show, anytime he speaks, the union has to pay him a premium, right, Jonesy? That, that'd be nice. No, there's no union. Uh. David Jones running the show, running the show for sure. I'm just your summer scrub, your Sunday scrub here. With Jesse T. Reed, who's doing live bumpers. Jesse, I really appreciate for you making the time to come in on Sunday. you got another gig coming up later on. Yeah, I'm playing at uh, 5 o'clock at this uh, music marathon for Rock Our Town. Now, where are they doing this out of? It's uh, a studio on Epworth Circle in Niagara Falls. Oh, so they're doing it in studio? Because I'm yeah. hearing some uh, applause in the background, too. Yeah. So they got a s- small studio audience, or is that yep. just the no, roadies a, clapping It's a pretty big act. studio, apparently. I've never been in there, but I heard that they can fit quite a few people in there. Yep. So it's 10 bucks at the door to come in, stay as long as you want, oh, really? and listen to, listen to lots of people. There's lots of great acts playing today. Huh. Again, what's the studio called? I don't even know the name of the studio. But oh, I, know I had it forward. last week. Aaron Berger was talking to us about yeah, it. Yeah, see, he knows more. He helped organize it, yeah. so he knows a lot more about it. I just Rock know. Our Town is a website. Yeah, They're streaming live com. from there and somehow through YouTube. I didn't know you could stream on YouTube. Yeah. No, I've watched a lot of great shows live on YouTube. Really? Like, even uh, Austin City Limits has streamed live shows huh. on YouTube before. Well, we've got to look at that for this show. Yeah, <laughs> behind the scenes, a simulcast. You know, I've often said, "Hey, why not?" Stern does it. It's yeah, you know, no has got nothing on you. People want to see behind the scenes during commercials. See what we're up to. See what you're saying. That I mean, that that would be so cool. I didn't know you could do it on YouTube. So yeah. great, Aaron Berger. I saw was just coming up at thirty. 
30 hours, 24 bands, and broadcast by this Niagara specialty channel on the web. Yeah, Rock basically Tone. streaming radio that's uh, all Niagara-based music. Nice. What time are you going on? I'm on at 5. 5 o'clock? And the uh, Black Flies are on right before me. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. Nice talent. They can come in the booth. Actually, it's been a steady stream of you local guys. Aaron Berger was in a couple of weeks ago. Nicely done. Yeah, no, it's great to great to be on the air. What else are you doing these days? Uh, working. Political? Writing. Nothing political. You're not doing right any now. interviews these days? No. I mean, when Paul was away, I mean, I think uh, McConnell tapped you a couple, a couple times to come in and yeah. talk uh, Russian politics and Sea Shepherd and Greenpeace and stuff like that. Well, he got sprung from the clink, so. Yeah, yeah, he came on the show. Thanks My for My on-air presence has diminished quite <laughs> a lot since then. What are you working on? Uh, just writing songs. Yep. New uh, album coming out? Hoping to. Uh, it's a monetary issue for the yeah. most part. It takes a lot of money to put a record together. Yeah, Black Flies, I think they said cost them five grand to put out their yeah. last album. That sounded pretty cheap. And that's on the low end, yeah. It is, eh? Yeah. Uh, the last few I've done with friends of mine that had a studio, so I was right. able to do it you know, as cheaply as I could. You know, Knowing so many great artists around here, too, it's easy to get guys to come and sit in for studio sessions. Right. Uh, rather than, like, if you went to Toronto and had to get studio musicians in and you're, you know, you're paying for the time and the space. It's just you're running up over ten thousand dollars, probably. Yeah, for like a twelve song record. Yeah. Now you got to get me your media out. You didn't do that last time we talked. I came out to see you guys play live down there at the uh, Mate Cafe, and you're like, I will send you my media files by email. Oh, I'm right. still waiting on that email. I'm shaming you publicly. Oh man. Um, how many albums you got out now? I got three out. One's sort of out of print right now until I get more copies okay. pressed. So you got uh, enough but material all, for they're a fourth? All available on iTunes though. Okay. And you got enough material for a fourth album now? Yeah. Oh, no, definitely I do. Right. Uh, it's just a matter of fine-tuning it. I haven't played much of it live. It's kind of still in the works, trying to okay. feel out you know, choruses and whether I'm happy with all the lyrics and stuff. I don't like to put anything out that like I sort of cringe when I hear the, the lyric back to myself. Right. So a lot of stuff just sits in the notebooks forever until I can find <laughs> something that is a better rhyme. Start second-guessing yourself. Yeah, for sure. Jesse Reed is my guest. My thanks to Mara McMullen today for coming in and providing us uh, access for a couple segments. Jesse Reed will be performing at rockourtown.com. You can check that out online or streaming on YouTube. Jesse, thanks, man. I really uh, no, appreciate it. Thank you very in. much for uh, having me on. And uh, yeah, rockourtown.com. You got any other gigs coming up we need to know about? Uh, nothing right now. Who are you, you working always... with? Who's, who's your session studio musicians? Uh, I play mostly. I've been playing a lot over the years with Roger Marin. Right. So he plays pedal steel, but he produced my last two records. But I've sort of been in a sort of musical self imposed exile. <laughs> Oh, for a while I haven't. I hadn't noticed. <laughs> you used to be a regular caller on Tom McConnell's show too. I think you disappeared from that radio yeah, station. Yeah, that was too. a few years ago. Now I, I th thought you were dead. No, last time you were on the show, I'm like, oh, good to see you, Jess. I thought you were gone. Left yeah, the planet. No, I can't even where I work now. I can't even uh, get the station. Oh, and, I see. Unless it's I access to it issue. online, but right. I don't really have a computer to listen to it online. No, I know you're pr pretty political. You've got to take on just about everything political. Not oh boy, uh, here you we know. go. Uh, what's your thoughts on how do we how do we kind of foster this culture of uh, artists and musicians and kind of give them a uh, a hand up, you well, know, think, help them out a little bit and give them a little bit more showcase. I Speaking think, of that, as my son the Hurricane plays on the way out, thank you to Jonesy. Our grant system uh, is great in Canada, but uh, I wish it was a little more accessible. It's really really tough to get uh, grants that are worth a decent amount of money to go record. You know, for example, Sarah okay. Beatty was in here right last time I was here. Yep. And uh, she did get a grant. And nice. So she's putting it right towards recording. But, like, you got to write proposal after proposal. And 
you know, it's not it's not an easy thing to do. But it's it's good that it's there. So streamlining it or getting getting people a little bit more help. I mean, I guess Sarah Bedeke coach you on how Absolutely. to do it now. That's the thing. There's people out there that are basically professional grant proposal writers. Right. You know, it's it's not like I can just like jump online, type an email, and then sit back and hope that I get a twenty five thousand dollar grant factor. You know. <laughs> He's Jesse Reed. Thank you very much, Jesse. Thank you to Brian McMullen today for coming in and giving us access. Thanks to David Jones for running the board. And no thanks to Tim Hubenak, who's coming up next on The Province. You'll catch him for a half an hour. Mega props. Ted Lehman came in the booth, booted me in the ass while McMullen was sitting here in the chair. (laughs) Scared the hell out of me. Ted Lehman will be calling your pregame and game starting at 1.30 right here on 610 CKTB. I'm out. On the radio, chat with my wife about kids and taxes. Reminding myself to wear a jacket. Cold outside. And other preservatives. Oh, it's not so bad when you consider the alternative. And if you're still not saying my name right, let me better it.